Hello and welcome to Wagner Sports Talk. The date today is Thursday, April 2nd, and we'll be ranking the best college basketball players. And the Twitter account is Wagner Sports TLK. That's W A G N E R S P O R T S T L K. And you can email us with any questions at Wagner Sports Talk at gmail.com. That's Wagner Sports Talk at gmail.com. So now we're going to decide who is the best college basketball player. And ESPN put this out about three weeks ago to see who was, who people would vote on to, as the best college basketball player of all time. And so we're just going to go pick by pick and run through our whole brackets. So you can start with your first pick. All right, so the first matchup we have is Lou Alcindor of UCLA, commonly known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, changed his name after he went to UCLA. So today we'll be referring to him as Lou Alcindor and Simone Augustus of LSU. So I'm going to have Lou Alcindor moving on to the second round. It's a 1-16 matchup. I think it's kind of a easy pick there. Kareem is the all-time NBA leading scorer, and obviously this is supposed to be college, but I'm not going to lie. There is going to be some impact on their NBA success as well. Yeah, Lou Alcindor, he, great college career. Um, I believe he played under Wooden, and he was a great player during college. So the next matchup, this is an 8-9 matchup, which will play in both our brackets, Lou Alcindor. It's Sue Bird from the University of Connecticut, female player, and Shaquille O'Neal from LSU. He's known as Shaq. Um, a lot of, he's in a lot of popular culture t- today. Um, he's got a rapping career. Appears on TNT a lot, talking about the NBA, I think. Shaq has um, obviously had a phenomenal NBA career, but his legend almost has grown even more, even bigger than he is at seven foot three, three hundred something pounds since his time in the NBA. Um, this was a tough one for me. I think I'm going to have Sue Bird beating Shaquille O'Neal, the eight seed over the nine, but it was really close for me. I thought you were definitely going with Shaq the way you were uh, talking about him, but I went with Shaq in this matchup. He had a a really solid college career. Okay, the next matchup we have here is Tyler Hansborough from North Carolina, played under Roy Williams on some pretty fantastic North Carolina teams. Um, Hasn't been that great in the NBA, but was certainly a – very decorated player in North Carolina against Lisa Leslie of USC. Um, her most probably talked about feet is that she was the first woman to dunk a basketball on full full size hoop at ten feet. Um, I have Hansborough advancing here, just kind of trying to disregard his um, his lack of success in the NBA, but he certainly was a very high quality player in Carolina. I had to go with uh, Lisa Leslie in this matchup just because of how electrifying she was as a female player. Okay, the next matchup we have is um, two actually Los Angeles Lakers stars, one from the modern era and one from the past. Um, Anthony Davis is a four seed out of the University of Kentucky, a one-and-done player. And then we have 
Jerry West is a 13 seed. I went with Jerry West here just because I looked at this from a perspective of if I'm if I got a team and I got to pick one person to add to my team that's going to put me over the hump, I just think Jerry West has a better chance of doing that than Anthony Davis. Yeah, um, I also went with Jerry West in this matchup. I just think his ball handling and his distribution skills are very well, and that kind of gets lost in what we look at today, but you can't overlook those things, so that's why I took Jerry West in this matchup. Um, The next matchup is an interesting matchup. It's um, number six, Kemba Walker, and number 11, Marcus Camby. Walker's from... University of Connecticut and Camby is from University of Massachusetts. I went with Kemba Walker here. Um, one of the moments that I still remember is I think it was a seven overtime game against Syracuse in Madison Square Garden in the old Big East um, tournament. And it was just a game where Kemba Walker basically couldn't be stopped no matter who Syracuse threw at him. And I think that just showed some sort of clutch gene that he had that really hasn't been seen since. And at least the men's side of college basketball. Yeah, I also went with Kemba Walker in this matchup. He just really led that UConn team that year, and they played really well over the course of that season. The next matchup is the Big O, Oscar Robertson from the University of Cincinnati, and Bill Bradley, who now actually is a United States Senator, who went to Princeton. Um, in this matchup, I have Oscar Robertson. Um, has tremendous feats at the University of Cincinnati as well as during his NBA career. Um, known for averaging a triple-double over multiple full seasons, which is something that only Russell Westbrook has done since then. Yeah, I also went with Oscar Robertson just because of how well-rounded he is. He can do it all. This is a 7-10 matchup and another tough matchup to pick. You have... As he was known at the time, Akeem, as opposed to Hakeem Olajuwon at the University of Houston, and you had Dwayne Wade at Marquette. Um, I really I went with Akeem Olajuwon here because he did a lot more, and Houston was just Houston basketball was under a he really brought it to a new stage that it hadn't been at, and I think part part of that kind of dynamic transition to bring a program to a whole new level is what made me go with him over Wade here. I also went with Elijah Juan. Um, I just, one of those things is of how dominant he was in the post, especially during that time. He just dominated down there in college basketball, so that's why I went with Elijah Juan. Okay, the next matchup is the two seed of that region, which is headlined by Lou Alcindor, which is Diana Taurasi of Connecticut going up against Chris Jackson as he was known at LSU, but he now goes by Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. And so in this matchup, I have Tarasi moving on as she's one of the one of the best female players in college basketball history. Yeah, same. I had Tarasi moving on. She was a really great college basketball player at UConn. All right, now we're going to move on to another one versus 16 matchup. So we finished that first region. In this matchup, it's number one, Brianna Stewart, who's four-time national champion at Connecticut, 
But she goes up against a, in my opinion, probably the most underrated player in this bracket in Austin Carr. Austin Carr has the most points scored men's or women's in a single um, postseason game of, I think it was somewhere in the 60s. And so I'm going to go with Austin Carr because that ability to score in a big game is something that I was looking at when you're going to talk about the best. It's really who performs the best in those moments. And Brianna Stewart was on these UConn teams where if you take her off the team, they're probably still national champions. So that has to do with um, looking at the team and saying, well, we know Austin Carr can go get it, go get a bucket and you don't do that by you. You're a player who obviously can do that if you're going to score 60 points in a game. Yeah, um, I also picked Austin Carr, but like to your point, like Brianna Stewart, she didn't have to do much because when you're beating teams by 80, you you don't have to do much at that point. She was still a great player in her own respect, but Austin Carr really played great in the clutchest moments. So the next matchup we have, an 8-9 matchup, is Bobby Hurley from Duke and Allen Iverson of Georgetown. Hurley played alongside Leitner, and he's now a head coach at Arizona State. Um, And I actually think he's probably, I would say he's most likely to take over after Coach K. So he played under Coach K, and I think he'll continue on the tradition of Duke basketball once Coach K decides to go on and pursue other things in life. Um, But in this matchup, I picked Allen Iverson. Um, He went to Georgetown, and so he was kind of overlooked a little bit in terms of Bobby Hurley had much more of a spotlight on him when he was in college. But I think Allen Iverson just, he could shake and bake with the best of them. And I think those, those crossovers are something that will probably never be seen in basketball history. So... I think um, I went with Bobby Hurley in this matchup just because I think there's two different, com- two completely different play styles in this matchup because you have Bob Hur- Bobby Hurley who's more of a, a really great passer and you have Allen Iverson who's just a great scorer. So I guess it's more which style you prefer. But I went with Bobby Hurley in this matchup um, playing alongside Christian Leitner and some great Duke teams. So the next matchup is Len Bias from Maryland and Shane Battier from Duke. I went with Battier. Just, he was a pivotal role on a lot of Duke teams that went deep in March. And I think going deep in March is something that it's not everything when we're looking at this bracket, but it certainly has some value to me. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with what you said. Um, I also took Battier, and he also was he was a really good shooter for how big he was that wasn't that was when those players were kind of on the rise it wasn't really a giant thing yet to be that big and be able to shoot so I went with Shane Battier in that matchup so the next matchup is a four verse 13 Ralph Sampson against Pete Maravich um I went with Pistol Pete in this matchup um I think of two things I thought of in this matchup is first, Ralph Sampson. Um, Back when he was at University of Virginia, they went out to the Maui Invitational. UVA was a number one team in the country at that point, and they lost to a Division II team in Chaminade, the host out there. So 
that was something that kind of gave me pause when thinking about taking him. And Pete Maravich also, there was a full season where he averaged over 40 points a game. And so I talked about players that can just go score, and Pete Maravich matches that criteria. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I also took Pete Maravich. Um, Not to discredit, though, Ralph Sampson, he was a big boy. He was he was a dominant force down low, but the way Maravich could score just can't go overlooked. So that's why I took Maravich in that matchup. Okay, the next pick here is Cheryl Swoops, a six seed and eleven and an eleven seed. JJ Redick. I went with Redick. Um, he's just such a great pure shooter that I mean. He was nearly unguardable, off the catch and shoot. Basically, if you didn't already have a hand in his face before he caught the ball, the shot was going in. Yeah, I also went with Redick. Just get him the ball anywhere, and he'll be able to make that shot. Just get it, get him the ball, and he can shoot from there. That's that's why I went with him. He was just a great shooter. The next matchup is a three-seed Larry Bird against 14 Don Staley. Um, I took Bird here. He obviously has had a phenomenal NBA career, but also in college to be able to bring Indiana State into such a big spotlight was the reason that he did extremely well in my tournament. Yeah, I I agree there. Um, Larry Bird, great, great college career. As you said, a team like Indiana State, bringing them that far, amazing. The next matchup is 7C Grant Hill against a 10C Rebecca Lobo. Um, in this matchup, I'm going to go with Grant Hill. Same. I also went with Grant Hill. Just a really solid uh, player at Duke. He could do it all. Very well-rounded, balanced player um, to play alongside Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley. All right. The next uh, matchup is number two, Bill Russell, and number 15, Doug McDermott. Um Doug McDermott had an outstanding career at Creighton, um, playing under his dad, Greg, there. But Bill Russell is one of the greatest um, basketball players, regardless of level, both in college and the pros. Um, winner at every level. And as I talked about, um, I'm really looking for winners in this tournament, and so I'm going to take Bill Russell. Yeah, I hated to see this matchup because McDermott was such a great college player. But I had to go with um, Bill Russell for the reasons you stated, um, he just uh, a great winner. He he um, was also a great college player as well as an, a great NBA player. All right, so the next matchup we have is number one, Christian Leitner, and number 16, Jimmer Fredette. Um, I'm going to take another upset here. Um, Leitner was on some of these very, very stacked teams. I mean, obviously he's got the... Um, the star talent to say, okay, he's been to a Final Four multiple times at Duke. But I just think when you think about Jimmer Fredette, he is essentially unguardable, a point guard who just redefined what range really meant. I mean, he was prior to Steph Curry and prior to some of these guys in the modern NBA, the Steph Curry, the Trey Young, those guys who are known for taking deep shots. Really, Jimmer Fredette was the first one to bring that to the college game and obviously now that's graduated and has gone into the NBA game but he was something that was extremely dynamic at the time and was never able to bring it to the NBA due to his lack of size but Christian Leitner was also a player who wasn't all that successful in the NBA either so yeah um I think 
I agree with all you said about Jimmer Fredette, but I went with Christian Leitner because we all hate this guy, let's be honest. There's a whole 30 for 30, I hate Christian Leitner. But he was he was a very dominant force in college. He was... Not many people could stop him down low. He was a really good player down low and could really uh, spread around the ball as well. Really balanced player down there. All right, so the next matchup is number eight, Danny Manning from Kansas, and Zion Williamson from Duke is a 9 seed. This matchup I picked Zion Williamson because I think during his time at Duke, we saw things that just human beings really aren't supposed to be able to do. I mean, he's a freak of nature, and... He had some injury problems, and so really I hope the best for his health. But I think if you give me a healthy Zion Williamson, he's he's one of the best out there. Yeah, I agree. Um, Zion Williamson really is a great player. But um, I think there's just something that we have to look at that he only played one year in college, so we didn't really get to see fully what he could do. And also, their team only made it to the Elite Eight when they were supposed to be one of the greatest teams of all time and could have lost in the round of 32 or the Sweet 16. So I have them moving on, but that could affect be affected later because of those reasons. So that's one thing that's a big difference between um, – Cody's bracket and my bracket. I'm thinking if I have to pick this one player, add him to my team and say, okay, which of these two players is going to give me the chance to win the game? Cody's looking a lot more from a career perspective who did more when they were in college for their program wherever they be at. So it's a, both of our brackets are, some of them, they look similar in certain aspects, but some of the way that we're doing our judging is different. So obviously that'll lead to some different results in some spots. So the next matchup is number five, Carmelo Anthony against number 12, Larry Johnson. Um, I'm going to go with Carmelo Anthony being able to take Syracuse to a national championship as a true freshman. I mean, he was somebody who could go score almost at will during that whole season and it was seen in the NBA how dominant of a scorer he is. Yeah, I also went with uh, Carmelo Anthony. Great player at Syracuse. Um, he was just, he he got points. He went to the rack. He could score any way you wanted him to. But not, also Larry Johnson was a great player. Um, very good down low. Not many could stop him. But I in this matchup, I have to go with Carmelo Anthony. All right, the next matchup is a four-seed, Shamik Holdsclaw, and number 13, Trey Young. Um, I went with Holdsclaw in this matchup because she was part of um, Pat Summit's Lady Volunteers team. It was the first um, three-peat in women's basketball, three national championships in a row. So I think being able to be a pivotal force on a team that went to and won three national championships has got to be worth something. Yeah, I agree with you, but I know that this, it probably, honestly, I don't even know, looking back on this, if I agree with what I put down. Because now that I think about it, Trey Young, they lost in the first round to Rhode Island, right? I think they I believe did. I believe they lost to Rhode Island in the first round. So, 
I might just override my own opinion and put Shamik Holdsclaw. Yep, that's my answer. I'm putting Shamik Holdsclaw through because just for the reasons that he stated, um, a three-peat is amazing. We've seen, like, UConn do that now, but the Lady Volunteers were the first to do it, and that's why she's moving on in my bracket. I think part of the reason, though, that Trey Young makes this bracket is for what he did in the regular season that year. Um, teams were just literally creating new defenses to defend him. So give give a little bit of credit to Trey Young that despite losing in that first round, he, the teams were really game planning just to slow him down. Yeah, he was a really giant part of that team, and it he was difficult to stop. All right, so our next matchup is a number six, Chris Mullen again, from St. John's against number 11, Tamika Ketchings, another lady volunteer. Um, I'm going to go with Chris Mullen. Um, he's done a lot for the St. John's program as a player, and now he's even back there as a coach. So I think this is somebody that has done a ton for that program throughout the course of his career. Yeah, and that's a team like St. John's. Like, I don't know if you you would have heard of them without having a player like Chris Mullen. He just really impacted that program. Next matchup is um, a number three seed, Magic Johnson, against um, number 14, Glenn Rice. This is an in-state battle, a Spartan against the Wolverine. I'm going to go with Magic Johnson, though. Yeah, it's tough seeing Glenn Rice as a 14 seed in this um bracket, but I'm going to have to go with Magic Johnson, just of how great of a player he was during college. Alright, the next matchup we have is number 7 seed, another lady volunteer in this section. This section's really loaded with the Tennessee women. Um, and she's going up against number 10, Kevin Durant of Texas. Um, I'm going to go with Candace Parker. Um, she was a, an electrified player. Um, did great things for Women, college women's basketball in terms of ratings was a player that would drive people to the TV to watch her. So I think that's got to be worth something. So I have her over Kevin Durant. Yeah, coming into this bracket, not knowing the exact seeds, if I had picked any woman to go super far, it was going to be Candace Parker. But going up against Kevin Durant is such a tough matchup. So I did go with Durant in this matchup, but um, big props to... Uh, Candace Parker. Okay, so the next matchup we have, the last one in this Christian Leitner region, is going to be Patrick Ewing, the number two seed from Georgetown against Jerry Lucas of Ohio State. This is a really tough matchup, especially 215. Um, I'm going to go with Patrick Ewing, though. He was a phenomenal player at Georgetown, and he continued on to have a great NBA career with the Knicks. Actually, both these players played a large portion of their career with the Knicks. So I'm going to hand it over to Cody for his pick in this matchup. Yeah, um, call me an Ohio State lover. I picked uh, Jerry Lucas in this one. Um, Great college career. Both of them had great college careers. This one was a really tough matchup. But I give Lucas just the slight hand because of how dominant he was during his time. Yes, Ewing also was, but I'm I'm giving it to Jerry Lucas. This next region is headlined by Bill Walton, who um, a lot of people say is had the best college career out of anybody. Um, short-lived NBA career due to um, numerous unfortunate injuries, so weren't really ever able to see 
what he could become um, against former UCLA head coach Steve Alford, who played his college ball at Indiana. I'm going to go with Bill Walton. I mean, he was just such a dominant player in college that it's really hard to for any to pick anybody over him. Yeah, I agree with you. I also picked Bill Walden. I just don't think a 16 seed could come and take him. He's one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. The next matchup here is an 8 versus 9 matchup. Yes, 8 versus 9, but it's Wilt Chamberlain of Kansas against Sabrina Ionescu of Oregon. This this matchup just befuddles me as an 8-9 matchup. This is... Two of, I, I would put them probably close to top 10 college basketball players of all time. And they're eight and nine in a region, so that puts them at somewhere in the 30s overall. I just disagree with that ranking, but we were given this bracket, so I did my best to fill it out. Um, just to kind of give you a rundown of the feats of these players. I mean, Will Chamberlain, they would change rules for this guy. They widened the lane because he was too dominant, too close to the basket. Sabrina Ionescu, she is the one and only, the only player in college basketball history, men or women, to in a single career have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 1,000 assists. I mean, so you want to talk about somebody averaging a triple-double? Well, she got to four digits in each of those categories over her career. So it's something that I just think is... It's really hard. I mean, there has to be a loser in this matchup, which is just terrible because I think both of them, they could easily be making it to the Elite Eight or the Final Four of this bracket if they didn't have to face each other in the first round. But with that being said, having to change rules for a player, I just think that shows dominance, and that's what really my biggest criteria was. So I'm going to go with Will Chamberlain. Yeah, I also picked Wilton this matchup. It's a tough matchup for all the reasons that you stated. But also, you can't look past Wilt Chamberlain's um, NBA career. I'm sorry. I know that this is supposed to be a college um, pick. But with players that you have that are that close, I feel that that can't be overlooked. So that's why I went with Wilt in this matchup. So the next, the next matchup we have here is number five, Maya Moore from Connecticut. And number 12, Steph Curry from Davidson. I went with Maya Moore. Um, She was a dominant force in the women's game when she was at UConn. Um, Led the Huskies to multiple national championships. And so I have her moving on over Steph Curry. Yeah, I had Steph Curry in this matchup. A very tough matchup. But how Steph Curry led a Davidson team that well was amazing. So that's why I picked Steph Curry in this matchup. All right, the next matchup is Skywalker, or David Thompson, who's a number four seed from North Carolina State, against number 13, Brittany Griner of Baylor. Um, I went with the upset here of Griner over Thompson because Brittany Griner was just a dominant force in the women's game that I really don't think we've seen the likes of since. Yeah, I agree with everything he just said. I also picked Brittany Griner. Just dominant inside. I don't know, not many women that could stop her in the paint. All right, the next matchup is a 6-11 matchup where we have Jay Williams of Duke and number 11, David Robinson, the Admiral from Navy. Um, and actually interesting, um, David's son is now a player 
at Jay Williams' alma mater of Duke. Um, but with that being said, David Robinson, I mean, taking a program like Navy to the national um, tournament is something that just really doesn't happen. So I'm going to go with David Robinson. Okay, I went with Jay Williams in this matchup. Uh, really tight matchup, but I just think the way that Jay Williams can control the floor. And um, nothing against uh, David Robertson, Robinson, sorry. Um, very dominant player, but just the way that Jay Williams controlled the floor in college. All right, the next matchup is a three-seed Cheryl Miller from USC against Chris Weber of Michigan. Um, I went with Cheryl Miller here. Um, I I kind of remember stories of when there was a game where Reggie went out and scored. I forget what it was, but I think it may have even set some, some California records at the time for high school basketball. And Cheryl Miller came back, and I think she scored 100 points in the game. I mean, she is just ultimate competitor, couldn't be outshone by her brother, and she did great things at USC and um, great things for the women's basketball game overall. Yeah, I, I went with Chris Webber. This is it's a really difficult matchup because before uh Chris Webber was calling timeouts and getting text called on him, um he was actually a very good basketball player. Uh and he was just on a yes, it was a great Michigan team. You could argue that maybe he wasn't the best guy, but he he was a great player on that team, and that's why I had to go with him uh, beating Cheryl Miller. Well, and you can even say, like, if you want to look at the way that the Fab Five just dramatically changed the college basketball landscape. I mean, five freshmen had never started before, and so Chris Weber was obviously, he was the number one recruit, and so he brought a lot of those guys together between him, Jalen Rose, um Jalen King, Jawan Howard, or um, those guys really changed the way that college basketball works. Um, set the stage for these guys to start as freshmen, which obviously led to the one-and-done era. Um, the next matchup we have is a seven-seed Elvin Hayes against a ten-seed Tim Duncan. <clears throat> um, this was a really tough matchup for me because obviously you have big fundamental in Tim Duncan. You have Elvin Hayes, who was more of a fa- flashy player at Houston, but did great things while he was at Houston. So I ended up going with Elvin Hayes. I went with Tim Duncan in this matchup. Just like you said, he's he knows all the fundamentals. He's great at all of them. He's he's just such a well-rounded player, which is why I had to go with Tim Duncan. The next matchup, the final one of the first round here, is Michael Jordan, who's a two-seed North Carolina against uh, number 15 seed Nancy Lieberman of Old Dominion. I'm going to go with Jordan. Yeah, I, I went with Jordan just because he's just such a dominant player. All right, so now we're going to move on to the second round, and we're going to kind of do a little quick speed round here. Of We're just going to tell you the matchup, tell you who moves on, just to speed things along here. So I have Lou Alcindor against Sue Bird. Lou Alcindor is going to move on. I had Lou Alcindor versus uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Lou Alcindor moved on for me. All right. I have Tyler Hansborough and Jerry West. I have Jerry West moving on. I had Lisa Leslie and Jerry West, but I also had Jerry West moving on as well. Okay. So the next round, we'll have, both of us will have Lou Alcindor and Jerry West matching up. Um, 
The next matchup I had is Kemba Walker and Oscar Robertson. Um, I talked about the clutch factor that moves on Kemba Walker for me. Yeah, uh, same reason. I also moved on Kemba Walker. I had the same matchup. Next matchup for me, 7-2, is Akeem Olajuwon, the 7, and Diana Taurasi, the 2. I have Diana Taurasi moving on. Really tough matchup, but um, I had Akeem Olajuwon moving on in that matchup. All right, I'm going to have Austin Carr, the 16 seed, and the 9 seed, Allen Iverson. I have Iverson moving on. Um, 16 seed, Austin Carr, and... Eight seed Bobby Hurley for me. I had Austin Carr just because of the records that he has broken. All right, the next matchup I have is the 12, Shane Battier against the 13, Pete Maravich. I have Pete Maravich moving on. I as well have Pete Maravich moving on. Um, next matchup, 11 seed J.J. Redick against number three seed Larry Bird. I'm going to have the three seed Larry Bird moving on in that matchup. I had a tough time with this one just because of how great a shooter J.J. Redick was, but... Same with Larry Bird, and I had Bird moving on in this matchup. Next matchup is two-seed Bill Russell against the seven-seed Grant Hill. I have um, Bill Russell moving on. I also had Bill Russell moving on just for his pure dominance. All right, the next matchup for me going to the other side of the bracket is Jimmer Fredette and Zion Williamson. I have Zion Williamson moving on. Um, for this matchup, I had Christian Leitner and Zion Williamson. I had Christian Leitner moving on. You can hate me. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. The next matchup is a 5-4. Carmelo, for me at least, Carmelo Anthony against Shamik Holdsclaw. And I'm going to go with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I also had Anthony versus Holdsclaw because I changed it. Um, but I have Anthony moving on in that matchup. All right. The next matchup for me is, and I Cody as well, is... Um, Chris Mullen against Magic Johnson. In this matchup, I have Magic Johnson moving on. I as well have Magic Johnson moving on. Next matchup, um, for me at least, Lady Volunteer, Candace Parker against Patrick Ewing of Georgetown. I have Ewing moving on to the next round. I have um, Kevin Durant and Jerry Lucas. I had uh, Jerry Lucas topping Kevin Durant. All right, the next um, region we're going to is... A one seed, Bill Walton, against the number eight seed, Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, This is just wrong, being around a 32 matchup. I just want to throw that out there. I mean, this is – these that you would have Bill Walton and Wilt Chamberlain facing up each other this early in a bracket is just wrong. I mean, they should probably both be number one seeds in my opinion. But I ended up – I'm going to end up going with Bill Walton. Actually, I had um, Wilt Chamberlain picked earlier. But if we're going to talk about in their college careers, I think you really got to go with Bill Walton because he was just such a great player. And he obviously had a short-lived professional career due to numerous injuries, but he was phenomenal at UCLA under Coach Wooden. So I'm going to go with Walton. Yeah, um, phenomenal college career for Walton. If I looked at purely college, I probably I would go with Bill Walton. But Will Chamberlain... Did you have to change a rule and how dominant he was in the NBA as well and his college career? I just had to pick Wilt Chamberlain in this matchup. All right, the next matchup I have is Maya Moore and Brittany Griner. I'm going to go with Brittany Griner, just such a dominant player. I had um, Steph Curry and Brittany Griner. I went with Griner as well. Um, the next matchup is Cheryl Miller and David Robinson for me. I went with Cheryl Miller. 
the matchup for me was Jay Williams and Chris Webber. I went with Chris Webber in that matchup. All right. The last matchup of the round of 32 for me is Michael Jordan and Alvin Hayes. I'm going to go with Michael Jordan there. My matchup was Michael Jordan and Tim Duncan, but I chose Michael Jordan as well. All right, so now we're going to move on to the Sweet 16. Um, both of us have Lou Alcindor against Jerry West. I'm going to go with Lou Alcindor here. Yeah, I also went with Alcindor just because of how dominant he was. For me, this round, of, um, six, the Sweet 16 matchup is actually two Yukon Huskies and between Kemba Walker and Diana Taurasi. That clutch gene um, makes me go with Kemba Walker. Yeah, same reason I had uh, Kemba Walker versus Akeem Olajuwon, and I moved Kemba Walker on for the same reason. All right, um, my Sweet 16 matchup here is going to look different than Cody's. I have um, Allen Iverson and Pete Maravich. I have Pistol Pete moving on. Um, if you're able to average 40 over the course of a season, it's just something that not very many people do. So I'm going to give Pete Maravich the advancement. Yeah, uh Maravich, he had he had the um great scoring, but that clutch of Austin Carr, I had um I had to move him on Elite Eight for a sixteen seed, yep. So an Austin Carr, another um fact, so we talked about he has the most points in a single NCAA tournament game, but also he has three of the six games where players went up for over fifty points. So obviously he was able to score in the tournament, which we're talking about tournaments here, so that's why Austin Carr has done so well. Um, this next matchup is a really tough matchup. It's Larry Bird and Bill Russell for both of us, in which I gave Larry Bird the advancement um, a lot because Larry Bird can do more. He can play from the outside. Yeah, I moved on Bill Russell, but this was a really difficult matchup. I find it tough choosing one of those two this early in like a Sweet 16 matchup. I could have seen that as more of a finals matchup for me, but I moved on Bill Russell. All right, the next matchup here we have is a nine-seed Zion Williams, or at least for me is a nine-seed Zion Williamson against five Carmelo Anthony, um, both with tremendous freshman years. Um, and I'm going to end up going with Zion Williamson because there hasn't been a more electrifying player in probably the history of sport, maybe let alone college basketball. Um, people were tuning in all all over the planet to watch him play. And so and it was obviously because he has elite talent and he has elite athleticism regardless of the sport that you would put him in. So I have Zion Williamson moving on. Yeah, my matchup was uh Leitner versus Carmelo Anthony. I had Leitner moving on just because his dominance in the college game. Next matchup that I have is going to be Magic Johnson against Patrick Ewing. I have Magic Johnson with the Spartans moving on to the next round. Yeah, I had I had Magic Johnson versus Jerry Lucas, and I had Johnson moving on because he could just do it in all facets of the game. All right, so the next matchup for me is Bill Walton and Brittany Griner. Um, same reasons as I said, picking Bill Walton over Wilt Chamberlain is going to be hard to have. Probably the best matchup. The the guys coming out of the best matchup end up losing. So I have Bill Walton moving on. Yeah, I had um Wilt Chamberlain versus Brittany Griner, and I picked Wilt Chamberlain. Um, yeah, just you had to change a rule for the guy. I mean, come on, that's a great player. 
So the next matchup I have is number two, Michael Jordan, and number three, Cheryl Miller. Um, I went with Jordan here, which some of that has to do with his NBA career too, but I just think he was such a great player. This is a really hard pick for me, though. Both great scorers. Yeah, I had um, Chris Webber and Michael Jordan. It's just so hard to look overlook the NBA career, so I went with Michael Jordan in this matchup. All right, so now we're getting down to the Elite Eight. So these, this is some of the best college basketball players that have ever played. So um, I have in my matchup here, Luau Cinder against Kemba Walker, same matchup that Cody has. Um, and I'm actually going to change from what my bracket originally was. I originally had Luau Cinder, but he was on some of these great UCLA teams where he had other guys who were phenomenal players as well. So I'm actually going to change to Kemba Walker where with UConn, he was able to take them, I believe, as an eight seed and win a national championship. Um, some of those moments where I think they had to win seven games in a row to be able to win a national championship where they had to play on day one of the Big East tournament when the Big East tournament was probably the the premier basketball tournament in the country, and he was able to take them through that whole tournament. Yeah, I agree with everything said about Kemba Walker. Amazing college player, one of the best. But I have it's just such a tough matchup. I have to give it to Alcindor because of how how dominant those UCLA teams were. Sure, he had some help, but he was really the leading factor of why those teams were going to national championships. All right, for me, the matchup here is Pete Maravich and Larry Bird. I'm going to give it to Larry Bird. Take a team like Indiana State to a national championship game. That just doesn't really happen. So I'm going to give it to Larry Bird. Um, I had Austin Carr. Uh, the 16 seed, the equivalent to UMBC, um, and Bill Russell. I had uh, Bill Russell winning that matchup. Just a uh, great college player, great NBA player, great winner. All right, so we have – I have in my next Elite Eight matchup Zion Williamson and Magic Johnson. I'm going to go with Zion Williamson. Just He was just such a captivating player. Um, a freaking nature, great basketball player as well. So I have Zion Williamson moving on to the Final Four. You know I disagree with that, but I had I had uh, Leitner and Magic Johnson. I moved on Magic Johnson um, just, as I said earlier, gets it done in all facets. So the next matchup I have here is Bill Walton against Michael Jordan. Um, I think I'm going to go with Michael Jordan here in this matchup. Um it it was a really hard matchup for me because Walton was for sure the better college player, but you look and it makes me think about what he could have been in the NBA and you really didn't have a chance to see it all. And you have somebody who really Michael Jordan had his by far his best days in the NBA. So I ended up going with Michael Jordan. I had um, Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan. I just went uh, to Michael Jordan because of how, how athletic he was. He um, could really just drive on you, and then that nice step back, he had it all. All right, so now we're into the final four. So I have Kemba Walker, probably the clutchest player in college basketball history against Larry Bird, somebody who took um, one of the ultimate little guy stories to the national championship, and I have Larry Bird winning. To be able to take his team of Indiana State against um, Magic Johnson-led team at Michigan State, I mean – it it really says something about what he was able to do at Indiana State. 
I had um, Alcindor and Russell in this matchup. I had to go with Bill Russell. Um, once again, just a winner. He wins basketball games. I think his team won somewhere around 60 games in a row at San Francisco. So that's the reason I have him moving on to this championship. All right. My final four matchup here is Zion Williamson and Michael Jordan. I'm going to go with Zion Williamson because I really think if you, you're going to make me pick one person that I can add to my team if I need to go win a game, I'm going to pick Zion Williamson because really I, there just aren't people that can guard him. Um, my matchup was Magic Johnson versus Michael Jordan. I had um, Michael Johnson – or sorry – I uh, had um, Magic Johnson, excuse me, in uh, winning that matchup because the dude played center at one point in his NBA career. He could just do anything he was asked of that was asked of him. He's just a great player. So that's why I have him and Bill Russell in the championship. All right. So the the championship matchup for me is going to be Larry Bird against Zion Williamson. I'm gonna go with Zion Williamson. I, no. I just say if you got if you're gonna make me pick one person in their college career to go win a game, I'm gonna go with Zion Williamson because he just is something we've never seen before. I mean, he's got one of the best vertical jumps. He weighs more than nearly anybody else out on the court, and he can go and he can bang inside with big guys and. Those guys just can't keep up with him on the perimeter. He's such a dynamic force that is something that we haven't really ever seen before and may never see again. I mean, the comparison of him to LeBron is, I I just think it's not right because he may look like LeBron does now, but LeBron was a scrawny kid coming out of high school. Zion Williamson was built like LeBron was built, not until LeBron was at least five years into the NBA. So, I mean, he just was athletically mature and was still nimble. And so I think that's why, really, in my opinion, he's the best college basketball player of all time. Maybe not in terms of career achievements, but in terms of who am I going to pick to go win a game, it's Zion Williamson. You want to talk about a guy who can win a game. Let's talk about Bill Russell. He's my champion. 11 11 championships in the NBA. He can't even fit all of them on his fingers. He got to put one on his foot. That's how many he's got. I mean, just an absolute monster in the paint. And also 60 wins in a row at San Francisco. That's just something that is you can't go overlooked. And so... It was a great episode today. Wait, I first first oh, I wanna go into I wanna go into an extreme snub from this list. We are going back and looking through some of the greatest runs, you know, because we talk about something like Larry Bird, where he takes Indiana State, goes deep into the tournament. One person that was that ESPN should be ashamed of for snubbing from this bracket is Gordon Hayward at Butler. I mean, he took a Butler team. Coached by Brad Stevens, obviously a tremendous coach, but a coach can only do so much. you got to have players. He took a Butler team head-to-head against Duke, brought them to the national championship game, and literally was a ball back rim, front rim, and out. If that ball goes in, Butler is a national champion. 
Butler would beat Mighty Duke. That I, I just think it's wrong to not acknowledge the career the career that Gordon Hayward had at Butler, bringing a team within literally one shot of a national championship game that they really, quite frankly, didn't belong on that stage. I think that's something that was a complete disservice to Gordon Hayward and that Butler team. So I just wanted, wanted to point out kind of an honorable mention there that I really think should have been in the bracket. I 100% agree with you on that point. Um, are, are we good to let them off? Well, so I just kind of want to put it out there. Um, our next episode will be a prospect. Or it'll be, we'll talk about minor league baseball prospects, I'm sorry, and talk about kind of the future of baseball. We'll talk about some current MLB stars, some younger guys that we expect to be um, superstars of the future in baseball. And so we're going to do that tomorrow on Friday, April 3rd. And then we'll be talking about tomorrow. We'll talk on tomorrow's episode about what's next in terms of our content. Yep. Uh, Be ready to tune in tomorrow. A great episode coming for you guys. Thanks for for listening. listening.